0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Immigrant's Journey podcast. I am your host, Carmenetta, And today, we are pleased to have with us Mahmet on the show, who describes himself as a curious soul. And after a 10-year career as an engineer project manager, he has decided to get his master's in Ireland. Mahmet, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Uh, Thank you for hosting us.
0: (laughs) My pleasure. So let's get a little bit of background um on you. Tell us where you were born and what was life like back home.
1: Okay, I was born in Ankara, which is capital city of Turkey. And most of the people know Istanbul, that's normal. It's the most famous city in Turkey. So Ankara is in the center of Turkey, which is far from sea. Like when I say that I'm from Turkey, everyone Thinks that there's sea all the time, there's sun all the time, but it's not. We have snow in the center of Turkey. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just trying to explain Irish people that one because they are going most of the time to the coast of Turkey. So I graduated as a civil engineer and I was working for a government company, a government mining company for 10 years. Uh, I'm managing projects of factories, which processes the extracted minerals from underground i decided to improve my knowledge and skills in management area after 10 years of experience because my profession or my work changed from uh, solely engineering to mm-hmm. management of projects and people so i thought that it's a good idea to improve my uh, knowledge Skill to apply for future uh, opportunities.
0: Very good. When I had asked you this question, um, you wrote back to me and said that life in Turkey was above average in terms of social and economic perks. But you said, however, the level of peace of mind is below average for a person with reason and curiosity. Can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit complicated, but for the people, who are following the news, especially news about the world, about Turkey. For a very long time, there are lots of uh, political problems about the people who manage the country, and there are lots of uh, civil wars in the neighbors and unrest, refugees, migration lots of problems we have in a really crowded country, we have 8 million people, and our economy wasn't developed enough to stabilize these kind of things. So, when you live in this environment, you cannot plan your future well. You need to live in an uh, maybe agitated uh, Mind states of mind, so you need to be always prepared. You cannot live your life easily because you don't know what will happen in the future. So, it's not possible to make long term plans, and most of the people are not doing longer long term plans because there are lots of things happening. Most of the plans will be best in time. So in Turkey, this is the feeling that I have. But while I was studying here, I'm not working. I don't know the whole life. But I can see that like Irish people have more options to plan for your for their future. And they are more relaxed than the Turkish people in general, because Maybe their expectations are more reasonable, I don't know, because of the environment. And as I said, like it feels better uh, when you didn't put a lot of thought about your future all the time.
0: Yeah, that's something that we definitely do hear a lot. Tell me something about your culture that you love.
1: I think I can put hospitality at top. Uh, I have traveled a lot, and I saw different kinds of different kinds of tr- hospitality. But normally in Eastern cultures, I think there's a different understanding of hospitality. Their life is normally private. They don't like. It's not just for Turkey, but Eastern. Understanding that their life, their house is private, but when they accept uh, guests, they do their best to make them comfortable and happy. Sometimes they are doing more than it's needed. And, yes, uh, made the guest feel a little bit uh, like a little bit different. But normally, I can say that. Uh, Turkish person Turkish host can easily like <laughs> offer everything they have in their in their hand for a
0: for their guests very good tell me yeah. something in your culture that you could do without
1: yeah i think i i don't have a lot of things like that like i miss my friends like i miss the talks we had or the things we do But as culturally, I think I can change things. Like, I feel that. But uh, I spent here like seven months or eight months. Like, I didn't crave for a cultural thing yet. I'm not sure it will be different in the future. But uh, as I said, like, I'm not a conservative person. I'm just trying to be as much adaptable as I can. So I think for now it's none, but in the future it can change, people can change.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and we tend to do so. Tell me something that's interesting about your culture that most people don't know.
1: As I said, like we have lots of political problems, economical problems now. I think we we are in an economical crisis before COVID actually. Yeah. So we have political problems, uh, but even in these problems, people find humor and present humor, especially more with social media. And I think this makes us uh, resistant to these kind of things. At least we choose to live in any situation, like we don't give up. Uh, Sometimes, or most of the time, we can not change the things, but at least we can laugh at them by building some good humor. And like we saw it in the Gezi protests, maybe you heard it or not in 2016, like the situation was really bad, but still the young people, especially the Generation Z, produced lots of uh, nice humorous things in social media. Like you can search it in Google. And some of them uh, are used in other countries. Like there, are, there is a particular protest type that I like. Um, one person, I think he is an actor, stayed in front of police without doing anything, like in a general area. Like he put his hands into his pockets. He doesn't have anything on it, on him, and he stayed to protest the police for a very long time, like maybe eight hours, 10 hours. And then lots of people think that it's a good, peaceful protest, and they do the same like like we did uh, by protecting their social distance. Yeah. So they <laughs> gather together, but they show that they are protesting the government, the police, or whatever else. I think it's used by other countries because it's a peaceful and nice type of protest that came from uh, the thinking that I mentioned.
0: No, that's really, really cool, (laughs) and I like the social distancing part. What's been the most difficult part in terms of adopting and thriving in Ireland? Probably our situation now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think this is not about Ireland, so I cannot blame COVID. And I think uh, Ireland is like, I think Ireland is good with COVID because yeah. the government yeah. take precautions early. and Everyone I see is following the precautions. Like This is what I can say that what I dreamed of. In Turkey, it's not happening like that. Government are trying to take precautions, but they are not listening. So we will see, they will eventually listen, but we will, lose, we will lose more people, I guess. So this is not an adaptable situation for me. But for Ireland, I'm not sure that I'm adapted yet. But the thing is, uh, if you want to adapt to Ireland, and if you are not here with your family and friends, like with someone from your country, I think you need to choose which things that you can share with Irish people. So you need to build a relationship because you don't have any roots, any relationships here. So you need time and maybe you need activities that you can do together.
0: So when you're trying to achieve something and you hit a block, how do you deal with it?
1: I think about this a lot. Uh, I cannot say that I'm a stubborn, but I think I am determined. So I evaluate the situation, and I didn't give up easily. At least I try again. And then if it's not happening, like I, if I'll check myself, and I'll check the target, the wall, and after evaluation, if I think that it's not possible, then I can give up. But normally I will try. And uh, I say that like I plan the obstacle, I do whatever needed. And if it's not happening, I can give up. So it's life. I don't need to achieve everything. So
0: <laughs> That's very true.
1: <laughs>
0: do you have a daily habit or practice that you feel helps you progress in life?
1: Uh, like I'm a plant person, so because of that, I choose to sleep regularly and stay as healthy as I can. And I can sacrifice most of the things that I normally do for a, a target. So I'm just using these to achieve whenever I choose to be successful.
0: Tell me about the best business or life advice that you've ever gotten.
1: Yeah. I encountered this here. Actually, we have similar versions in Turkey, but I think Facebook is using this. Done is better than perfect. Oh, yeah,
0: I like that.
1: You can be perfectionist, but still, you need to at least complete something before making it perfect. So it's a good motto, I guess. You need to complete it. And if you have time and if you have resources, you can try to make it perfect.
0: Exactly. And done is better than perfect. I love that. What's the greatest achievement that you've had since moving to Ireland?
1: um ireland offers lots of opportunities i think that's the best side of ireland now it's not as much because of the COVID, yeah. but there are lots of networking events or like startup weekends hackathons i didn't know them before coming here and i attended to a hackathon which is called hack access uh, it's a accessibility challenge for city dublin city actually so me and my team Prepare the project to solve the roadside parking problem of accessible, uh, like diverse, sorry, uh, diverse ability people. So we won a prize to work with the DCC, Dublin City Council. So I think I can say that it's the greatest achievement since I moved here.
0: That's really cool. So, what did you guys do? Did you create an app or what was it exactly you guys did?
1: Actually, there were eight teams. At first, all of us tried to create an app and an app, and then we decided to like apps are good, but it still requires an effort. So we tried to design a system without an app. Actually, without effort of people with diverse abilities. So it's automated system. It. Uh, it tries to gather data without the contribution of the person, and then by analyzing that data uh, Dublin city council can uh, make data-driven decisions without uh, contribution or efforts of already
0: uh, uh,
1: like what, yeah. Diverse-ability people with already lots of burdens.
0: So, so what is it? Is it like a little camera set up where the street is? How does it collect the data exactly?
1: I think it was it was a project from last year with camera. We have sensors. You know that like Internet of Things or RFID sensors are developing really fast. So we thought that like it's going to be better to put a sensor to a parking place and to give a receiver to the uh, diverse ability people, first people.
0: Okay, that's really cool. So tell me what's something that you like about where you live now.
1: As I said, like it's peaceful. And I like the people's attitudes towards foreigners. They, They don't feel you that you're an outsider. So this is really nice. And something that I I think this is maybe not unique to this country, but I can't, uh, I didn't realize it in Turkey. The birds are really singing here. <laughs> Turkey, I think we don't have enough parks and areas of the parks are not enough. I'm living in a campus and campus is close to a park. And I feel lucky that I... Hear lots of singing from the birds, like their voice and their uh, diversity. It's, they are like giving a concert to us, actually. That's yeah, what I like.
0: It's a really lush country. There's so much green here. So, there probably is a much more diverse population of animal life and birds. And yeah, I've seen birds here that I've never seen in Chicago, for instance, because Chicago is kind of like a concrete jungle, really. Loads of yeah. buildings.
1: Yeah, lots of buildings, less park.
0: As all big cities are. So tell me something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first moved here.
1: It can be a joke, but I wish I knew corona would happen. <laughs> I, I I would do some of the things different, I guess. At least I could go out more. Like uh, I I turned down lots of my friends. Who wants to have fun? Because I have lots of assignments, lots of things to learn. I think it's a good lesson for me. Sometimes you need to take a break. So it's not, life is not always going according to the plan. So I think I should give a break sometimes, even if the right thing is not giving a break and live our life to the fullest. I guess I can say that Carpe yeah, like, sees the day.
0: <laughs> I think that is absolutely fabulous advice and never more appropriate than now, given what's going on in the world. <laughs> well, Mahmoud, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That is the thank end of our much. chat. And if you're thinking of moving to Ireland, check out our partners at movingtoireland.com with all the latest news and updates on what's happening here in the Emerald Isle. That is movingthenumbertoireland.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until the next journey, ciao.